0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the round two podcast. This is Nikki, your host, and I am super excited, number one, because I'm sitting in my closet recording, so there should be no echoing, no trucks backing up. Um, Maybe I'm being a little bit too nitpicky, but I heard those things on the last episode, so if you did too, I apologize, and we're doing our best to not have that happen again. Um, but I'm also excited because I have my friend Andrea on with me today, and she is not only amazing, but she's absolutely hilarious. So no pressure, but um, I'm excited to have this conversation with her and share it with all of you. So Andrea, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Do you want me to start with just cracking jokes? Is that- I mean,
0: that's really the expectation at this point.
1: I'll just go straight to the stand-up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah my name's Andrea I um, I live in Franklin Tennessee um, I've been here about four years I'm a native Californian well Arizona Californian um, I'm a mom I've got two kiddos Grace who's 13 and Easton who's 11 and a husband who's 44 and a half and bright-eyed <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad you threw the half in there how many months is that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um we've married um I'm embarrassed to say I I think it's 16 years maybe it's 17 uh it's so bad that you stop like you're just, we're just we've just been together um we've been together actually for 22 years I think you guys um, met in
0: college right
1: we met in college but we didn't date until we both moved we were actually like a total hairy when Harry met Sally Uh we were just buddies I mean like we wouldn't even hug like we would just watch Uh football and hang out and make each other laugh and then after like two years of doing that we were like all right like we're pretty much in love with each other right oh that's cute went from there so yeah um and I currently I was gonna say I own a boutique I Owned a boutique, but I just closed it to open a newer, bigger, better, better Yeah. <laughs> um. That's gonna open in February, and it's um. It's called Society. It's a total dream come true. I get to build out the space, and it's ladies' clothing, which I love. So, it's been a total dream come true. But it's funny. I it wasn't my first dream. Yeah. Because I when I was little. Um, I'd say like you know I don't know uh, from middle school on um, I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live.
0: Oh, like, okay. So you were you've always been had the funny gene.
1: Always, and I think it's funny. My brother, I definitely get it from my brother um, who ended up being my writing partner actually. But he's he is super funny, super witty, and I think. He, we would sit there and watch Saturday Night Live or we'd record In Living Color and watch sketch yeah. comedy. And like, we would quote it all the time. I'm sure my older sister and my parents were like, Ugh. but like it would reenact sketches. And I just, I loved it. But I didn't ever think that that's what I wanted to do for a living. I just knew I, I liked, I loved laughing. I still do. I love making people laugh. That's yeah. really- like always it. It was like a like a rush. Like, ooh, I got him to laugh, right? So it was always kind of my favorite thing. So um both my brother and I went to University of Arizona, um, studied film and television. Um, I mean, I don't really think we studied much.
0: As- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough crazy. to go to college in Arizona where it's sunny all the time and fun and you just wanna drink.
1: That was pretty much it. Um, just drinking at dirt bags and um yeah that was it but uh, I he had graduated 2 years before me and went into the entertainment industry and I followed in his footsteps and he helped me get my first job um which was for an actor a personal assistant for an actor Oh fun and he had this actor had his own um sitcom well it was a pilot okay and so I was just his personal assistant and uh basically you know did the typical personal assistant stuff which is Coffee,
0: like laundry or dry cleaning that kind of stuff
1: and it's for the wife which i did a lot for the wife It's uh-huh. all you know stu- like buying extravagant gifts for yeah. one celebrity and dropping them off to another celebrity's house you know <laughs> a lot of that <laughs> like, like your
0: honda civic right like yeah,
1: her cell i was like
0: all right
1: driving through la like yeah it was but it was it was fun and at 21 it was you know, it was cool. Like, Oh, absolutely. I got to go to the tonight show and meet Jay Leno and go to Madonna's house and all these different things that I'm like, this is cool. You're 21. Like,
0: yeah. Well, especially back God, I'm going to age ourselves, but like, especially like, you know, 23, 24 years ago. I mean, it's funny. It's so funny to me thinking how you know, I saw something the other day where it was like, wait a minute, like 20 years ago was 2002, not 1980. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> <It's so sad. laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. Like, pe- like uh, when I talk about when I lived in LA after college and someone's like, oh, I lived in LA after college too. And I'm like, oh neat. And they're like, what years were you there? And I'm like 2000 okay. to 2004. And they're like, Oh, I was there in 2018. I'm like, yeah, we are not the same. Like, you, were a baby. Yeah. you were a baby when I was there. I know. I <laughs> yeah, there. We, have a, we have a chat for our fantasy football team or league. And um, it started popping off last night because of a, a trade from, from McCaffrey is now on the 49ers. And so one yep. of the girls in our league who is actually a coworker of mine, she was like, "Oh my God, we're going to the Super Bowl!" blah 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 blah. And I was like, "What are they talking about?" And then I was like, "Oh, that guy got traded to the 49ers. And she's like, "I've I've never seen them in a Super Bowl like, or I've never seen them win a Super Bowl as an adult." And one of the other girls in the league, who's who's our age, she was like, "Wait a minute, how old are you?"
1: At <laughs> Candlestick Park, <laughs>
0: she's like, "You were born in the '90s? What?"
1: <laughs> oh, I know, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So in between running those errands and doing that stuff, um, the best part was going to the sitcom set. Yeah. Or sitting my office for the actor. He he was like the head guy, the head actor on this show is all about him. And it was actually a great time slot too it got picked up but it was in between like friends and will and grace like it was oh, a perfect yeah and I got to be on set around all these different different sitcoms and stuff but the best part was my desk was right outside the writer's room oh awesome you know the, the writer's pit so all these writers had different offices and then they'd run out and say like I had this idea you know oh. for this is this, this so I was sitting there and I'm and they're just It's mostly men at the time. It really is a dominated, the comedy industry is very dominated by men. Mm -hmm. It's mostly all these guys just cracking each other up. Oh, that's so awesome.
0: Did you just sit there and just laugh all day?
1: This is my, this is what I want to do. And and I tend to, I have great girlfriends and I love making girls laugh too, but nothing makes me feel better than winning over a group of funny guys. Uh Uh-huh they're like oh she's funny yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like so winning over these professional writers yeah not to mention my boss and all that like was like my ultimate goal like they need to know like i'm pretty fucking funny yeah Um, and i don't think i think i thought i was but i you know i don't think i again i didn't think i wanted to be anything other than i don't know (laughs) an assistant at that point i don't really know
0: right Um,
1: and I got some validation. Like a couple people were like, "You're really funny. Like wow. you, sh- you should write that down." And I came up with a concept for uh, an episode, and they're like, "Write it. Let's see it." And oh, I remember just having that super excitement where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I could do this for a living." Um, so basically the next 10 years that show did not get picked up for another season. Unfortunately okay. I did write it. I did write a spec script. Awesome. I had everything. I mean, I was like ready, but fortunately it didn't get picked up. So then the next 10 years were really um, a million different jobs. Um, once you know, you want to be a writer, the key, especially a television writer um, the key is to be writer's assistant. because okay. You learn how to write the scripts, um, but it's, and you learn how to edit, you learn the whole process, but it's grueling. Oh it's grueling. And the worst for someone who is not detail oriented, bad at spelling. You know, uh-huh. I, was like, I was not good at any of these things. I'm like, just let me write the dialogue. Just yeah. let me write the dialogue. I can do it. And so in between kind of the shitty, like I worked for some really bad shows that didn't get picked up or like one was on like some Christian network that was just like, I'm like, this is the Or show like they can do better. (laughs) You have a million of these, you know. Jobs I worked for horrible producers and directors and all this stuff. So, long story short, after ten years, and actually, one thing that did happen that was great is my brother, who's my writing partner, we wrote a script. We ended up getting an agent at CAA um, and sold this script. But what you hear, I'm sure you've heard these stories before, whether it's you know. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon or whoever writing people, they write for years and years and years or they have an right. idea for like 10, 15 years. Like we've been right. making this movie for this long. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wasn't I mean, that
0: how they got even Goodwill hunting? They'd been like doing working on it for forever. I think so.
1: Yeah. So the entertainment industry is very much a long game. Mm-hmm. And if you are not tolerant Mm-hmm. Meaning of difficult people, bad pay, bad hours. Mm-hmm. You won't. It won't work. Yeah, and that's definitely what happened to me. I went from this was my dream to where you you think this is what it's going to be. Yeah, and you see what it is, and you see kind of what happens to people. And I think I was like, and you you're treated like shit, and I'm like. I don't, I don't think this is what I want to do anymore. And it's hard because I've worked 10 years for it. Right. Right. So I just wasted 10 years of my life thinking this is what I wanted. And it was about the time that I'd gotten married. Um, and we were, I had gotten pregnant and I went back to work after I had grace, had my daughter. Um, but after that time, I'm just like, I my tolerance level was zero. I was not, I was not good. I I didn't want to be an assistant. I didn't want to even write anymore. And if I did want to write, I wanted to write alone, a script by myself. I didn't need to, to do some of the other stuff that came along with it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It was a really hard decision to walk away from something that I got really close, really, really close and that industry is very much like that. You can be so close, like it's you're one meeting away or one yes away. Whether you're an actor or writer or developing a script or producer, or whatever. The second, um, you know, this it can it can make or break you with one decision and one thing. And I think you get enough of those. Enough, yeah. of it didn't work out, or we got close, or you know this we made a couple films that went to different uh, film festivals and all these things. You just, you have enough negative experiences that I was done. I was burned. And I was like, at this point, and it was really hard to admit. And I don't know if other moms have ever felt this um, because being a mom is very rewarding, but it's very much, um, it's respected, but not as a job, you know, no, like I, it's my career, right. You don't get paid for it. You just do it. But all I really wanted at that stage in my life, and it was totally embarrassing to admit because I was, went to school I wanted to be a professionalist. All I wanted to be was a mom. I I just want to be a mom. Yeah. Really what I want to be. Um, I do just want to make cookies and hang out with her. Like, (laughs) And
0: there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. There isn't,
1: there isn't. But I think at the time I definitely felt like there was. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if it's based on how I was raised or just, I don't know. I well, felt probably like
0: society too. I mean, there's all these different pressures and they're yeah. certainly different for women and working moms and, you know, you're juggling so much and wearing multiple hats, and the expectations on women as parents are different than the expectation on men as parents. And oh, yes. I can only imagine the different levels of, you know, anxiety and guilt and frustration and, you know, being hard on yourself that all of that brings.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I was, I went and I was a stay at home mom for a long time, and it, I did love it. Now, not I mean there are plenty of times when I hated it too (laughs) you know I mean um but I I did I I did love it when they were really little Mm -hmm. when they started to get a little older like actually it was about the time when maybe Easton um was about four or five I could see that he was going to be going to school soon and I kind of started to feel this like like, who am I? Cause when I go to school, what am I going to, I'm not just going to be like Hanging out. at home, you know, oh, right. like, I, I will always make myself busy. I'm that sort of person. Like I always have a to-do list of something, but I didn't, I could already feel that I was just a mom and I didn't want that identity. I didn't want my kids to only see me as a mom. I wanted them to be like, Oh no, you're mom. But like you're this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I started to write a book actually with a friend started to do that. I got super self-obsessive with my body. I'm like, okay, my body's my job. That can be it. So did every sort of challenge every two days. I was like, totally obsessed but like that was not fulfilling uh-huh. it was just it actually was worse it actually made me more um more self obsessed and more about myself and i think i was uh-huh. looking for something that i could share and i think oh, for uh-huh. it was my humor or something and this was just like you know i just it it wasn't fulfilling what i thought it would be cuz i thought well maybe i'll own a gym or maybe i'll become a personal trainer but like didn't speak to me the way um uh, the way well I, I had ended up meeting this friend and she told me that she was a stylist for oh. stitch stitch fix
0: oh well yeah, yeah yeah
1: and i'm and she's like yeah i set my own hours i style from home um you know i get i get paid decent like it's really great and i'm like and i I've always loved clothes Mm-hmm. Um, I already was like, when I shop, I buy, like, I'll call a friend or I'll call my sister and be like, okay, I found this really cute. Do you like this one or this one? You know, uh-huh. buy it anyway. I'm like, I got this for me. Got, got this for you. Just send me money or whatever. Yeah. I was already kind of doing that. Um, and it, just the way she was describing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. So she was able to get me an interview. I nailed the interview. I got the job and Working for Stitch Fix was very, it was perfect because while my kids were at school, I could do that for four or five hours. So it was totally fulfilling because it gave me an identity that I hadn't had for so long, you yeah. know, like for so long. I just felt like mom. Yeah. And- This was like
0: like helping people pick out clothes that like they put on and they feel good about themselves. So it's like, oh, this is like, so like, it's such a feel good type situation. It is. It's the best. That was the best feat when you would get feedback from each
1: client. They'd be like, oh my gosh, she nailed it. She knew exactly what I was, you know, what I was trying to do or what I wanted. So that by far is the best part um, about being a stylist. So after I did that, I styled like thousands. It's boot camp. Like you have like a quota that you have to meet.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Very much like boom, boom, boom. Like you have fifteen minutes to style one, one. Oh, um,
0: I also thought it was interesting when you said you interviewed because I, I guess I was always more under the assumption that working as a stitch fit stitch fix—that's a mouthful it
1: is, it is. Um,
0: stylist was more along the lines of like signing up to sell Beachbody or something. Yeah no it's
1: actually they and you can only get hired if you live within 50 miles i think of one of their headquarters and there was one in i don't know where i mean i was living in orange county but it was i i interviewed in san diego that's where it was okay. um yeah and so it was boot camp so i already had some you know stylish instincts but mm-hmm. In order to learn fit and wow. fabrication and brands, which came in later, very key. Um I I learned a ton. So I I it was kind of grueling, but I I loved it for a while. And then I then I left and did independent styling and just would style friends, family was all referral, um, and worked primarily through Nordstrom because they had the best return policy ever. So yeah. I would be I able still to
0: buy. have a good return. I mean, I, I buy things online, but the closest yeah. one to me closed. Um, but yeah. I mean, I remember I worked there again yeah. forever ago yeah. and I, that was during the era of, you know, when someone had returned a tire or whatever. You know? I remember that story. I'm like, is that
1: true? But yes, yeah. it, it, is, it is that good. I mean, like, even if you, I, this happened to me, I bought a pair of Valentino heels and, I yeah you know, I don't typically buy designer stuff that often. I mean I will splurge occasionally, huh. um, but I did on these Valentino heels, and I wore them like three times, and the heel on them kept breaking, like the little piece that is in the very very oh, bottom. At the bottom, yeah. They give you extras, like they are they do get worn out. But this was like I wore them like three times, and they kept falling out. Um, and I think I had had them for like six months and I brought them to Nordstrom, and I'm like, listen, and they're like, okay, and I'm like, what,
0: what? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, You're Great. like, okay, huh, all right, I'm that's okay with that, amazing.
1: but it's funny, with my store now, I always joke, we live in this very small little town, in Franklin, and Williamson's county is pretty small, but I'm always like, I am the Nordstrom <laughs> of Tennessee, nice. and I That is one of my, my return policy and it has not been abused Yeah, um, is anytime, if you're not happy and you want your money back you get your money back, like, why would it be like, I'm sorry. No, it's like, yes, that's fine. I mean, and most of the time it's not abused. Now, if someone returns something that's in a totally different season, I will still return it, but it's, it's, you know, it's not ideal because I can't sell it, you know?
0: Yeah. I remember hearing stories too of like people cleaning out their closets and finding things with like Nordstrom stickers on them. And I think this, I think this might've happened when I worked there. It was like people, someone brought like a tie back or something and it had been in their closet for like 15 years (laughs) and like the husband had never wore it. And I'm like, this was probably $9 15 years ago I I don't think we could even scan it into the system because it it was so old I'm like you want it sold anywhere sir yeah I don't even know how to return this
1: yeah um so I I was doing the styling um in Orange County and then uh Brian and I decided to move to Tennessee in 2018 his company relocated here and he didn't have to move but um we came out for like a look trip we're like oh, let's just look you yeah, know all out. his clients are all over so again we can live wherever and we thought we'd be in california and orange county where we were forever but we came out we saw that we could have a ton more space for mm-hmm. the money we thought maybe this would be great for our kids yeah. Like, I mean, great. it just it it sounded great, even though I didn't exactly know where Tennessee was. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, like, let me look at the map here. Like, like I know it's in this region
0: here yeah. was
1: above Florida and yeah. below Ohio. Um, and it's landlocked, which freaked me out. I was like, what do you mean? Where's the ocean? I don't get it. So it was a little weird, but um yeah, we came out and we're just like, let's do it. Why not? Why be scared? Let's, um, Holy. you only live once. Let's, let's have a whole new life. Let's flee. Let's flee California. And we did. And California before fleeing California was cool. <laughs> no, We did. We were like, we were, the we were the first, we were here before everything.
0: I can't believe that it was 2018. I don't know why. I feel like you guys like just moved there. And so do we, it's
1: crazy how fast Time flies, but ah. um, and about I. So I started to build my book of business here with clients, like in our neighborhood and stuff. And Brian was the first to be like, I had been doing styling events at different boutiques around here. Oh, that's and, fun. Yeah, and he came and saw me at one of them and saw that I was styling people and like selling. I was selling clothes. And I remember, we were driving home or driving to dinner or something. And he's like, Would you? Would you ever want like your own store? And I was like, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, it th- like I haven't even allowed myself to think that big. But what what woman doesn't want her own boutique? Of yeah. course, I would love. I would love my own store. He's like, well, maybe we should look into that. Well, it was a huge mistake on his part because if <laughs> because you're like, all right, here's all my research. <laughs> yeah, it takes no time once it's like the seed has been planted. I'm like. Boom, I'm off. Yeah, so, you're like,
0: this ain't an oak tree, buddy. This is going to grow quick.
1: <laughs> totally, totally. Like within a week, I'm like, I found a location. <laughs> <laughs> I found a location. I found a location. I have a name. Like it just, it, yeah, it was crazy. So we opened up Goldfinch. That was the name of the store three years ago. And then within a month of it opening, COVID hit. So it was like what? What do you mean? Uh, but it was a very unconventional store anyway. I I called it kind of a stylist studio. It was a okay. run boutique. So it was a little tiny store on like a little country road. It wasn't like I was in like a mall or somewhere. Uh-huh. So I kind of, I mean, people wore masks when they came in, but it wasn't like I ever had more than one or two people in the store ever. Anyway. Okay, so like, that
0: makes it I only, easier. I
1: only had to shut down for like two or three weeks so okay. it's, and our whole neighborhood where everyone was in denial with COVID anyway so it was worked out well so I was just like and and I started a delivery service
0: uh-huh. so like, oh that's great
1: yeah I just dropped everything off to their porches I'm like yeah, yeah you this? I went online really quickly and did that and then So where we are now is we open or we're opening up this new one in February simply because I need foot traffic. And there was an opportunity in a shopping center that was ideal where I, it's super close to where I'm still going to keep my same customer base, but Uh find a bunch of other people too. So
0: that's That's so exciting
1: journey. And it's kind of weird where I've gone from one to the, to the next, but next thing, but um. yeah, I kind of feel like that's, that's life. I mean, very yeah. few times are you like, I'm going to do this. And then at the end, you're exactly where you thought you were going to be. So it's definitely changed a few times in my life, but I don't think I would change it. There's times when I'm like, Oh, I you know, I wish I was sitting in a writer's room or I wish I was, you know, seeing something on, on the Television, or you know, something. Or I, I still get ideas. Where I'm like,
0: oh, yeah, great.
1: But I think that part of me realized that I don't need to get paid to make people laugh.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: I, if I, and I don't, I make people laugh on Instagram. You know? <laughs> <I do. laughs> like, now that's my, that's how I do it. You know?
0: So. Oh my god, I love that. You know, it's uh, funny when my mom and I were traveling this summer. I don't know what I don't know what we were talking about. We were walking, walking at some point, since that's all you do in Europe is just walk and walk and walk. So we're walking somewhere, and I'm sure we walked by some boutique in there. We saw something, and my mom follows you, and she brought you up, and she said something about your, you know, closing gold ventures, opening the new one. I think it was around the time where you're we still trying to decide on the name, yeah. and, um, and so we were just chit-chatting and then like literally within five minutes, maybe I said something and I said, Oh, Andrea, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, who's Andrea. And I go, are, are you joking? I go, we were literally just talking about her. She goes, we were. And I'm like, Andrea, she owns goldfinch. And she goes, Oh, I didn't know her name. <laughs> I, <laughs> goes, that- I just think of her as the goldfinch lady. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fair. <laughs> well,
1: that's the one thing with Instagram that is like, I like that way better because I, if it was my name, I don't, as we all know with Instagram, it's very self-indulgent. It's lots of like, look, everybody come see how good I look. Right. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, that's part of my job. So it's, I try and acknowledge the absurdity of it. Yeah. But I also am like, no, but seriously, look at how good I look. You guys need these pants. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm, I, I don't think, at least I try not to be the, like,
0: I just wanted to jump on here. Um, and you're just like, oh, God. I know. I know. That's what, I know. That is what's so funny about social media is it's, like, angles and lighting and, you know, all of the things. I mean, we're all guilty of it, right? I mean, every, anybody who follows me on Instagram knows that I love the frickin' Uh, lighting in my office hallway and now the girls who sit in that hallway they just see me walking down around two o'clock and they're like oh it's selfie time I'm like you're damn right it is it's it is because the lighting you can't beat it people
1: will come into the store and they're like oh, you look good in everything on instagram I'm like right do you think i'm gonna post the shit that i don't look good in i'm like right things that I pull over half my leg and I'm like nope Nope. I'm not gonna show that one right I I can't show it I can't Ah. show but but I'll be honest that I'm like hey I had to size up because these look ridiculous on me at this size.' but um yeah I I only show what I look good in
0: yeah yeah you're like oh I'm not gonna put something on where it it does not flatter my body in any way and go (laughs) hey (laughs) <laughs> come, come try this on.
1: these? If you too want love handles. Right.
0: I know. I know. That's what's so crazy about clothing is, is that you can, you can be at your best self for your height, your weight. You can, you can be truly like great and look great and try on the wrong thing and look like you have on a trash bag. Yep. or look like you are 150 pounds heavier than you actually are.
1: Yep. And that's why it's so important to dress for your body type.
0: Yeah. And why it's so
1: important to have good lighting in your dressing room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want that top light coming down. You need the top, the forward sides. You need. that's
0: like Nordstrom. That's that was one of their their downfalls. Was their lighting or is their lighting in their dressing rooms? Because it it is like, oh, look at every single imperfection on my body. It's going to be amplified in here. So I would always tell myself, if I try something on and I look good in the Nordstrom dressing room, then I'm going to look like a supermodel anywhere else in the world. (laughs) It's true. I feel like, so in Orange County, I had access to so
1: many Nordstrom, like it was like four or five within 20, 30 minutes. Um, And they all kind of had different dressing rooms. So like some of them were okay, but some Uh, of them like,
0: what? Come on, you guys. To sell clothes like people no one looks good in this no yeah the one that was the store that was in Sacramento that um is now closed it was just horrific I mean you could be having the best day and feeling like you are literally Giselle like walking down the runway and go in there and be like maybe I should just call it <laughs> like yeah I'll just stay home. I'm just gonna stay home. I'm not going out. Nope just gonna wake up tomorrow and try again
1: <laughs> or, or not or not
0: just or bed. just stay in bed or not just stay in bed eventually the bed sheets can be just my robe
1: yeah
0: exactly oh my gosh so okay so now what are who are going to be your neighbors in your new space and what kind of clientele like are you anticipating is it like near a college? Is it young? Is it like like women like us in our 40s thriving and living our best lives?
1: Yes, it is actually. I love it because my customer is me. Oh, great. It's all women, primarily women in their 30s, 40s. Um, and they all still want to look cute. They all still want to wear the stuff that's, you know, whatever's cool and hip. Yeah say hip I don't think
0: they do that's the first know. thing about being hip don't say hip. <laughs> don't say hip I don't know I mean I'll tell you I have to google like everyday jargon on a regular basis because I or acronyms I will be like what does that mean yeah. Yeah, it's just to try to feel like I can even communicate with half of the people that I work with yeah it's like
1: all acronyms and abbreviated everything's
0: yeah. Um, but- the words that like are very normal that now have a meaning that you would never anticipate or guess. Yes. Totally. Yeah.
1: But the great thing about my location is it's in like apartment homes. So I think it's gonna be young some younger women, like younger yes. families. And next to a, a grocery store, I'm not directly next to a grocery store, but in that shopping center. But I love that I'm next to F45. So it's going to be oh, like a healthy yeah. pool. Really I love F45 too. So I'll probably just work out and just go there. Yeah. And then a restaurant right next to me on the other side. So it be- get like the tipsy. The tipsy post happy hour post well, lunch. It's a breakfast place or a brunch and brunch and lunch. So oh, actually, perfect. Yeah, it'll unfortunately no. It's called Biscuit Love. It's like a famous place here in in Nashville. Um, so I'm like crap. I'm like they have to try and close before they eat biscuits.
0: Yeah, that's true. Although if you have biscuits and mimosas, you kind of forget you had the biscuits, and then can go try on. That's true. true. Some of my best shopping has been done after a heavy wine lunch. I know
1: you feel like you're
0: like I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Like this credit card has no 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 problem being exercised right now.
1: So basically, I should get a liquor license. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Drug my clientele. Yeah. <laughs> to buy then everything they try on will look and feel fantastic, regardless of the you, price point.
1: To a fault, I'll be, I mean, in the kindest way possible, but because of my styling background, I'm the first to be like, nope. Oh, not. yeah. You know, and that's the way you build trust with your customers anyway. you. 100%. You, perfect for you and you're like like back fat rolls well that's not perfect for you maybe this would be better
0: yes yes Mm -hmm. oh god I know and I think it I mean I think it I don't know I I what I what I personally love about fashion right now is that it's So there's so many options, which sometimes can be a detriment in any aspect of life. If you have a million options, you're like, how do I choose? But I also think that it's so common now that, you know, there's this mix of like high fashion, low fashion, you know, there's the Amazon fashion, there's the fast fashion, there's all these different things. But it once, I know for me, once I figured out like what kinds of things work for my body and what kinds of things don't, it's made it that much easier and that much more fun to try different things and then to go, okay, well I have this, you know, these overalls and I need like a, you know, black crop t-shirt. Well, I'll just order that on Amazon because it'll be here tomorrow. And no one's going to know if it's Amazon or if it's, you know, Louis Vuitton, not that they make like a black crop t-shirt, but that was my.
1: And that's how I used to style clients. It's how I tell people to do it now and how I set up the store is very much high low but um yeah for a basic I mean obviously you want decent quality unless you're only gonna wear it a few times but decent quality but I mean do not buy a hundred dollar t-shirt yeah I mean, <laughs> unless it's got Dolly Parton on it then okay
0: right right
1: <laughs> you do it but like for the most part don't spend too much on on the trend pieces yeah going to be in next year but you know what buy the $350 leather jacket that you're gonna wear the next 10 years totally
0: totally no that's such great advice because yeah you will have it for forever and as someone who has bought a very nice leather jacket and also bought a target pleather vegan whatever word is cool these days and it literally, I mean, I did wear it for a few years. Yeah. But then one day I was wearing it and I was sitting down and I looked down and there was these little black, like flaky things on me and I thought, What is that? Like what did I rub against? So I kind of brushed them off. Yeah. And then later on I noticed they're there again. And then I realized it was because it was the jacket was literally falling apart. Yeah. yeah. Like and yeah. I ended up leaving it in a trash can in Arizona because I was like, I <laughs> I cannot handle like it was everywhere like the bathroom was covered and I was like oh my god okay this thing is officially done
1: I had a friend that we went we were in Cabo we were dancing all night she was wearing a white romper and she got home in her spray tan it was (laughs) a brown romper by the end of it and I just remember she just took it off and just like basketball like three-pointer threw it just like help right for a Cabo romper don't spend
0: a lot of money no (laughs) No, You know, it's funny. I was talking, who, I was talking with, oh, I met up with one of my high school friends for coffee the other day. And she's got three kids and her oldest daughter is 14. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how, you know, different things were when we were kids and how we shopped at like Mervyn's and Wet Seal, both of those stores I don't think exist any longer and how, you know, maybe JC Penney's, maybe Macy's if it was for like a nice dress that we needed to buy. And she was saying how it's so crazy how, you know, her daughter had been getting ready for a school dance and she wanted to order this dress from some website and it was like a hundred dollars. And she was like, we can order you like the same dress from Amazon for like $22 and it'll be here in two days. And then you can make sure you actually, she was like, Oh, mom, we're not ordering something from Amazon. And she's sitting there being like, Well, we're also not ordering you a $100 dress for a, a dance because, hi, you're 14. But it's just wild to me, even like going back to the town that I grew up in, there's a college there and seeing college kids. And they're in like Lululemon's and Ray Bans. And I think back to when I was, you know, 19. If I would have told my mom, I need $90 workout pants that I'm not going to work out in, that I'm just going to roam around campus, she would have laughed so hard and just hung up the phone on me.
1: Yeah. I know, but it's funny. I I'm in the same boat having a 13 year old, and she is the exact same way. She's like, you know, on her Christmas list is like four different, like the Lulu align jacket, and then these and that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh! And she's always trying on mine. She's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like yeah, because you're like four pounds. It doesn't <laughs> work yet, Grace. But um, I lost my train of thought with that, with how she shops for. Death.
0: Oh, because um, I was saying how, like, you know, kids are wearing things that like we are wearing, but as working, yeah, contributing, I, like, and they expect the same stuff. And so
1: I thought, I'm like, oh, I definitely was not this way. But then I do remember desperately wanting guest jeans. And oh, yeah. Couldn't afford them. Uh huh. But my sister had gotten like a hand me down pair. So my mom just kept taking off the little and restyling yes and would re sew it onto mine like just because she's like I'm not buying you in fifth grade I'm not buying you just jeans right. so I guess it's the same thing I mean except I'm not gonna put a lululemon sticker on the back of a non-lulu thing but right. so yes. it, it definitely it. is worse it's definitely worse now when- but I do remember some of it
0: when we were kids, there was an Esprit outlet. Well, I remember that in the city. In the city, yes. I and, lived in London, so we would go oh, there. Oh, okay, yeah. So I remember that was like a treat where once a year we would, and it was my neighbor from across the street. Her mom took us, I remember, the first time. And I was like, I got home, I was like, Mom, yes. this place is amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. So then it was like once a year we got to go to like our pilgrimage to the Esprit outlet. You like dig find- through bins to find. Yes, yeah. the bins yeah. with the discounted last season and it was everything. I do remember that. That was so fun. So much fun. Well, this is super exciting. I can't wait to come visit and have, uh, you know, you, you style me and then we can Sit and talk about all of our epiphanies as women in there. I do. You feel weird saying mid forties.
1: Yes, but it's funny. Brian will say, "I think when I was thirty-eight, I would call myself forty, and when I was forty, I'd call myself forty-five, and I'm forty-five, and I'm like, well, I'm basically 50 He's like, stop <laughs> it. "I'm like, I can't stop." So I feel like I've been here, but yeah, yeah, it 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 feels weird. It feels weird seeing other people turn that age cuz you're like, but you really hear that age? Huh? Yeah. It's hard to to I don't know. It's, to see yourself sometimes. It's like, but I feel
0: 28. Right? Yeah. That's where I get stuck because I feel like or I I remember thinking when I was, you know, 24, Mm-hmm. that by the time I was 30, I would have X, Y, and Z all figured out and my yeah. life would be like this, this, and that. And then I got to 30 and I, I kind of equate it to, I've never been someone that kind of takes inventory and is like, oh, I thought I would be somewhere different by now. Yeah. But I more look at age the way I look at travel. When, when I'm going somewhere that I've never been, I always create in my mind what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. And then I get there and everything I thought it was going to be like immediately just disappears because now I'm there and I'm experiencing it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is this is what it's like. And I'm feeling it and touching it and tasting it and all the things. And I kind of feel like age is the same way where I I now have come to the realization that it's I'm never gonna I'm never gonna be like, oh, I feel a certain way. Because like you said, I still feel like I'm like just twenty eight. 30 I don't know yeah, but yeah, then yeah. it's also all this wisdom yeah and experience
1: yeah. Brian and I always joke because we'll like be at a restaurant we'll order like a salmon salad <laughs> we look over and there's like a couple that's like pounding cheeseburgers and fries
0: yeah
1: we, like, look at each other and we're like oh man I can't wait till we give up <laughs> <laughs> like when are we gonna give up right and, I don't know if we ever. Someone was like, "You won't. You either have that to where you like just are that person, or you yeah. just don't. You just you will always be trying to be better." And, and you know. I don't know, but yeah, I'm like, I can't wait till I don't care anymore, like about how I look or I can eat oh. what I want. We can get fat together. It's gonna be great.
0: You know, that's funny they that say that. I, I, um, this one podcast that I mean, you can listen to it, but they also are on YouTube. So I always watch them when I'm doing like housework and stuff. And it's a husband and wife one, and they were talking yesterday, or I was watching yesterday. I don't know when it came out, but they were talking and. She said, What would you rather do with like no consequences? She was like, Would you rather just be able to eat like a savage? Or would you rather <laughs> or would you be rather be able to do heroin whenever you wanted? And, and I was like, Okay, those are two like completely opposite extremes. But he ultimately was like, He's like, I'd rather be able to eat like a savage because then I could still like live life. He's like, Oh, but if I'm doing heroin all the time, I'm just kind of like laying around, right? And so it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, and I know I think about that too. Cause sometimes, I mean, I love food. I mean, I, I've always loved food. I love cooking. I love eating. I mean, when I travel like so many, I've been to a lot of places that aren't, you know, at the top of most people's lists. Yeah. And when people ask like, well, why did you go there? Why did you go? There? I'm like the food, the food, the food, it's always the food. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if the, if there was no physical consequences with eating, that would be just a world in which I don't even know what it would be like.
1: No, there's one. I, what's her name? Uh, Molly Sims has a podcast. It's really good. And she asks a question to her guests. It's like pizza, pasta, cheese. And is it fuck, kill Mary? Oh which yeah. One? Like would you, would you fuck pizza, kill cheese? Like which one? And I'm like, oh, that's actually a really good one, but I don't know. Cause I love it all. I think I would probably marry pizza because I could have it every day and never get sick of it really see I would
0: kill pizza because pizza doesn't do it for me not for you okay so what about cheese cheese person I would marry cheese all day long I mean give me a block of cheddar and a knife and I'm a happy girl (laughs) I think I'd kill cheese and
1: and fuck fuck um pasta Yeah. yeah
0: I mean I love pasta when it's done right yeah like you know like I'm not like I'm not going to go to Olive Garden. Okay, yeah. um, talking about like like Italian... Like- yeah, but give me like a restaurant that does like house-made pasta. Yeah. And when they're posting on their Instagram stories, like the guy making it. Yeah. And you see the whole thing. And I'm like, yes. Like there's this one restaurant in downtown Sacramento. Oh my God. When their pasta special... There was this one back in February, March... It, it was so good. Like we, we went there for my birthday dinner and it was my mom, dad, brother, and I, and two of my best friends. And we talked about that pasta, like the, the number of times that we talked about that particular pasta dish over the course of the next two months and and also individually all three of us would go back because we would be like someone would be like oh like you want to have dinner i'm like oh yeah let's go to camden because they have this pasta special right now and it is like orgasmic and we all we're like how many times are we gonna eat this pasta because it was so bomb
1: you should just send them to just after this just a text just be like hey remember that pasta (laughs) (laughs)
0: like hey remember that day Remember that day? Talked about it again. Hopefully, you
1: don't have to the name of that. My brother just moved to Sacramento. He did. Yeah. So oh, we'll, right.
0: yeah, I'll yeah. I'll be there. I'm sure. I'll have oh, to go. There. Where did they? Oh, well, you can tell me off. You know, <laughs> what's his address? <laughs> well,
1: like, they're very wealthy. They have <laughs> Things. No, no security system. Doors
0: yeah. uh, are always unlocked. Everybody's muscle yeah, well mass. So you could definitely. <laughs> I, I know that's fun. I know it's, it's, funny. Cause like you're sitting here and you're like, I don't know who's listening to <laughs> these things. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, I try to be vague and then I'll say something and I'm like, well, that wasn't vague. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put into the imagination.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, I'm super excited to watch society unfold for you because, yeah. um, I mean, I have bought a handful of things from goldfinch that are still in heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. I actually just um, I found a dress. You know when you have ha- things hanging in your closet and like they get moved just slightly that you for you can't see them. Yeah, I found a dress that I bought from you the other day, and I was like, there. I knew I had looked for it. I was like, where is this dress that I know I haven't worn yet? And it's because it was hiding. It's no longer hiding.
1: Yeah. The other dresses were ge- were je- jealous, and they just were like, you move they
0: back there. Move back there, exactly. Yep. Oh, no,
1: You look great and everything, so.
0: Oh, well, that is not true, but I appreciate that, you, for saying that.
1: That's pretty
0: amazing. You know, it's funny, though, because my mom ordered me this um, jumper a-, a few months ago, and she texted me a picture of it. She's like, do you like this? And it was, like, very colorful, and I like very, color- very colorful things. And she's like, I think it would look great on you, and if you do, I'll order it for you. And I was like, wow, oh, that's so sweet. So I said, yeah, that's super cute. When I tell you... I mean, it sat like nowhere near my waist. So (laughs) it looked like my waist was, you know, twice or three times the width that it actually is. And Uh, so just everything in it, I looked like I was, I looked like I was just basically a rectangle when I put this thing on. And I was like, no. No." And then I love, I love that. I do love now though, that with so many uh, retailers, they'll, they get very, a lot of choices for why you're returning it. Yeah, um, you're right, they do. So you can actually give, like, decent feedback as to why. Um, have you ever ordered from that brand Cider?
1: I haven't. C-I-D-E-R.
0: Yeah, it's and I didn't realize... I've ordered twice from it now. Once was a skirt, which was fine and yeah. whatever. And then um, I ordered these overalls because I love an overall. Um, I think they i mean it's certainly china based um so i think their models are all very very short humans Mm -hmm. and who they cut their product as very short humans because i am not that tall and they were every i was like high waters like i was like i can't even let these out to get them to the length that i would need them so how is anybody else going to anyone taller than me going to wear your clothes cider Even just some child that you know exactly right so anyway that was a bummer since they were cute
1: i'm short I might be able to wear some things
0: yeah you should check it out for sure well um thanks for coming on and chatting with me
1: it's awesome i'm so proud of you these I've listened to all of yours I'm huge oh, thanks you do a great job and i just the second i heard the concept for the show I'm like oh i definitely have a story i feel like that i you know have definitely a second round. It's happened a few times. I think that's life it happens a few times, couple yes. different turns and
0: yeah, and then it's like and then you look back and you're like, wow, I never would have expected this or I never would have thought that I would be here. Whether, you know, and that's kind of when I've been talking with different people about coming on, I'm like, it doesn't always have to be like something horrible. It can be a positive. So I'm trying to get a good mix of of both because yeah. Um, I think it's interesting and also fun and, you know, yeah, yeah. you don't always want to be like horrible things have happened, but no, I love,
1: I'm I love
0: excited. the, I love the, what I love the learning. I love the, you know, what did, what did, what did, you know, how did I get here? And then I look back and then I, you know, now I'm doing this and I'm fulfilled in these ways and you know, I mean, even like you were saying earlier, like I decided to just make my body my full-time job. And, and one of the things that popped in my head was, well, that sucks for your cookie making. <laughs> it totally did. I had to scratch that. No more cookies.
1: Right. They're back in the rotation now. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. God.
0: There's nothing like a good cookie.
1: Man,
0: I know. Do you guys have crumble cookies there? Actually? Yes. They put one in the shopping center. That is five minutes from my house. They're delicious,
1: but then I saw some TikTok that, like, ruined it for me about all the, like, crap they put in it. And, like, I saw them.
0: something about that where they, like, use box cake mix for one of their cookies. And, I mean, while I agree that that adds something, it's yeah, also yeah. a little disheartening. I'm like, it's Duncan Hines? <laughs> like, uh, wait a second. Yeah. Although, you know, here's something that I think. So, like, I have a deep, deep love for cookies and when I was younger um, I had a babysitter who lived down the street Mm -hmm. and she would bake with me but she was one of those total like freaks when it came to the dough and she was convinced that if I ate any of the dough I would get salmonella from the eggs And so she would never let me eat any dough and she would scrape the bowl to get out like every last morsel. So like I couldn't even lick the bowl. So Mm -hmm. I started making cookies on my own and I was, I was, I made it my mission to make the world's best chocolate chip cookies. And I can confidently say that mine are really, really good. Um, Mm -hmm. because I, my, the CEO of my company, he also is a total cookie monster and have you guys ever ordered or heard about Last Crumb from LA? No. Okay. So they're, you know, they they've marketed themselves in a way so it's very like, you know, oh, you got to get a you got to get this week's drop and blah blah blah. So and they're insanely expensive. I think they average out to like $13 a cookie. Oh. Now, are they delicious? Yes. Do I think that they need salt? Also yes. Am okay. I admittedly someone who loves salt? Also, yes. But I will say that, like, I I, I, I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah. Now, I did make my cookies, and I brought them in, and I gave some to my CEO, and he told me that they're better than Last Crumb. And I was like, you are welcome. But here's something funny. He got another shipment of Last Crumb the other day, and I know this because he sent me a video to taunt me, because I'm currently not eating sugar... Um, and I was like, thank you. And I also hate you. But then one of the girls at work the other day and I were talking and she said, she's like, wait, she's like, do you know how many calories are in one of those cookies? And I said, no, I'd never looked because I ate the whole thing. So I threw the wrapper away because I didn't want to know. She's like, they're like 1200 calories. She's like, and I think they have like a, a half of a stick of butter in each one. Well, are they, are they like a huge cookie? Yeah, I mean, they're a big one. I mean, but. Still, I'm like, well, no wonder they're so delicious. <laughs> if you
1: have butter in anything, it's anything. gonna be good. Anything.
0: Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of food, I'm starving. Yeah. Well, go eat. I need to eat as well. Um. And now I'll, all I'm gonna think about is cookies. For I okay, I'm
1: well, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: All right. Well, tell everybody where they can find you so they can online shop since you offer that as well.
1: So our website will be up um, in a few months, but it's societyfranklin.com. Very easy. And it's a lot of high-low, like I said, so you can buy things from all different, um, all different brands and all different price points. And then if you want to follow the store and see how it's progressing and how we're opening and all that, um, that's society underscore Franklin. And then if you want to just like be like a stalker about it, and, like, follow me personally and style advice, which you know you do. We all like to do that stuff. That's well-styled woman, at well-styled woman. So there is where I, I'll do a little bit more personal stuff. I'll show some pictures of, you know, me naked and <laughs> just trying to get some followers. Nikki. trying to drum up some biz. Just trying <laughs> well, to- it's all, like, artsy quality nudes. But, yes. yes. Um, yeah, or my, my fans. Is that the my fans? Is there- only
0: fans. I was going to say, you got to drop your only fans. Don't leave them hanging. That's where they get the paid for feet pics. Exactly. Brian doesn't know about that one, but there's
1: lots of feet dipped in
0: peanut butter
1: and honey. Like- yeah.
0: So. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again for being here. I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. Um, I, you can follow the podcast at round two podcast on Instagram and TikTok, and, um, we will be back next Monday. Thanks again.